now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson and Doc Manson, I strongly believe that geese are taking over the world. Geese. For I don't know if it's happening where you are. We live close to each other, but not next to each other. At least once a day, I hear gotta be three to five hundred geese as they fly over us, heading whatever direction that would be. So it's heading almost towards your childhood town. So heading north-ish, I guess. They must be heading back home. But it just seems like there's tons of them. Well, I mean... They all went somewhere, and now they're coming back. So, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews uh, migration patterns of of birds. I I did not know it was a hobby of yours. I wasn't no wasn't aware it's of something not. you. It's just it's just the sound. Like I, we can hear them, and yeah, and it just seems like they're in greater numbers. Has there ever been a goose themed horror movie? Mm, that, I don't know the answer to that question, but it's ripe for the picking, I will say. I mean, are you aware there was this uh, video game that kind of took the world by storm last year called Untitled, Untitled Goose Game? Untitled Goose Game? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think it even won maybe Game of the Year at the Game Awards. Like, it turned into a, a little thing. Um, it's very beautifully animated, and you're just, you know, you go around being a jerk as a goose, because that's what geese do. Have you seen it? I've seen it. I have watched it and played. I haven't played it myself, although I have thought about it because it it does look like fun. Um, the problem yeah. is with the type of game it is, I feel like I would get frustrated because I would solve the puzzle and then I would have to execute on it. And at some point, just from, again, observing the gameplay, it looks to me like sometimes executing on what you have to do is more complicated than it needs to be to the point where I think I would stop having fun with it in some of those situations, unfortunately. Sure. So it is what it is. That's Untitled Goose Game, the game that we've been talking about for the last 60 seconds. I feel like we should um, you know, reiterate ourselves so people know what we're talking about more. I think that's fair. Uh, speaking of video games, have you heard or played GTFO? I've heard of GTFO. I, again, have watched a little bit of it being played. Uh, I haven't played it myself. It does sound like it's actually up my alley. It's sort of similar to a Left 4 Dead-style game, a group of four going into a situation. It looks very hard. Um, the thing with it is, though, and this is the thing that sort of puts me off from it, um, there's no sort of public matchmaking in it. It's sort of, I think it's only an early access on Steam, and... I understand that maybe the developers want you to actually, you know, play more closely with friends. But the problem with it, that for me is I don't have a lot of friends who play games. It's certainly not on the PC. So actually having a group of four to play with that are on my friends list is essentially impossible. Uh, so I haven't really looked into it too seriously. Fair enough. When you say you watch, who do you watch? Who, who are your... If you could make a recommendation for a game, a gamer, I suppose, to watch online, I liked to watch Doc Manson before he stopped playing games and broke my heart. Yeah. But um, who do you enjoy watching? I pretty much consume all video game related content through Giant Bomb, GiantBomb.com. It's a whole crew of people um, headed off, I would say. 
I mean, it's hard. It's difficult to really say headed by, but um, the, I would say the lead person there is Jeff Gerstman, who he is long been a luminary in the world of video games journalism uh, from, you know, the last, well, more than a decade now at Giant Bomb, GameStop before that. Um, Didn't we talk about Dan Reichert, Rickert? Yep. Dan Riker, giant bomb guy. He also, yep. He he joined the crew later. Um, the original four were Jeff Gersman, Vinny Caravella, um, Brad Shoemaker, and Ryan Davis. Uh, Ryan, and and they brought in some people in there, like Patrick Klepek worked for them for several years, and I like Patrick as well. Um, Ryan Davis uh, passed away untimely, uh, relatively young, and then after that is uh, when Dan Riker sort of joined the team. Um, taking the place and they've expanded since then. Now they have their original West coast office and now there's an East coast office. So I also listened, they have two podcasts, one, the giant bomb cast, the original crew out on the West coast. And now the giant beast cast their New York city office, Vinny Caravella, who again was one of the original four moved out here. And uh, so he heads up the East office and they both have different flavors. They're both sort of different personalities. They've definitely, you know, changed over time. I, I can't say I didn't enjoy the content more back in 2018. I think there was maybe a better mesh of all personalities back then. But again, that was, I think, a lot to do with Ryan Davis. He was a very unique personality and very hard to replace. And of course, things are going to change over time. But I still do highly recommend it. I, I enjoy both offices for different reasons. And uh, that's that's who I watch. They basically, I would say, started the quick look movement. Um and I know they're not necessarily called Quick Looks, but they're mostly on YouTube now called Let's Plays. But Let's Plays really are essentially the same thing as as Quick Looks. And again, Quick Looks, I would say, really came first. It was just, that's not the title that caught on. But that is what Giant Bomb calls them. So why them as opposed to others? Is it because you've been listening to them, so you're familiar with the personalities and you're invested in the people? Yeah. D- for sure. And Jeff Gersman, again, he's been doing this basically his entire life. He, If you had to name, like, the guy in video games journalism, like, that's him. Like, and I, I don't really subscribe to these influencers on YouTube. I'm an old man. It's just not the way I roll. You know what I mean? I understand it's the enthusiast press is not real journalism, so it's essentially the same idea. But I do think there's something to that older generation, I think, especially Jeff Gersman, when you listen to him talk about some of this stuff, the business side, um, there is a respect there for the audience that you don't necessarily get from influencers. You don't know the money trails a lot of times, whereas I think there's some sort of editorial integrity. Jeff Gerspin famously, when he started Giant Bomb, it was because he was let go from uh, GameSpot, where he had worked for well over a decade at that point. He was their editor-in-chief, and there were some new bosses sort of in place, and he gave a very poor review to uh, Kane and Lynch, a video game at the time. And the bosses ended up letting him go over it because it, really he was just sticking to his editorial integrity, saying, no, this is a bad game. And they had, of course, sold a bunch of advertisement rights for the game, and that was a problem. And he stuck to his guns and said, no, that's not the way this should be run. And I just have had a lot of respect for him ever since then. And uh, again, he's very transparent, and I think a lot of people who listen to our show, the, I think a lot of 
the way I am. Like you look at our Patreon and being patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling, by the way. And the way, my, my, my goal to be transparent and open and honest with people, I think a lot of that actually is modeled after um, stuff that I absorbed sort of for over the years, the last really two decades of my life watching Jeff Gersman. So, yeah. <clears throat> so what's it going to take for Doc Manson to join Beast Caster, Bomb Caster? Well, I assume I'd have to at least move to New York City. There, I don't, I'm just saying, you know, I could see that being something you would be interested in. You pass. You clearly were pass. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do you not want to see how the sausages are made in that sense? You're just happy being a consumer. I've never really wanted to um, mix my hobbies with my livelihood. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, while we're on the subject, fare thee well to the wrestling podcast about nothing. Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett, I think. Uh, the, one of the other podcasts. Oh, WPAN. Were, yeah. Yes. Part of the uh, MAI network back when there was such a thing. Um, they got to 200 episodes and they called it a day. Uh, Brian Malonis is now part of NWA Power. His wrestling career is starting to take off a little bit. That's cool. I don't. I don't necessarily think that's the reason they ended. Um, they were kind of like, we're just, we feel like we're done. Um, so congrats to them and best wishes. And another one bites the dust. I think now at this point, there is no other podcast that we began with or was part of that network with. We're the last one standing for reals this time. Uh, it, um, didn't Ant come back? Doesn't he do a show now too, though? I have no idea. Yeah. Uh Whatever, but yeah, I may have I may have blocked him. I don't know. Well, congratulations to us, I say. Congratulations to us. I always knew we were the best. We're either the best or we're the last ones to get the message. <laughs> well, that's definitely us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what else is going on? What's new? What's new in the life? February is over. I think we're done with winter. So, yeah, I, I, was, I don't winter was one you don't you think we're gonna get more yeah i think it's coming back um it's bother it bothers me too because bulbs are sprouting and stuff it's looking like spring outside and we're gonna get cold again and it's gonna kill everything we're gonna have a real lousy spring this year i think what bulbs do you have tell, tell me about your bulbs well uh, we've got tulips and lilies at the very least and there's probably other things as well that i don't really know Mrs. Manson handles most of the flower some bulbs and things like that, but I can see them out there sprouting. I see the green coming up. They're not going to last a frost if when and if we get it. And frankly, it's February. I would expect us to get more cold weather throughout March. So I think we're going to get more cold. I don't know that there's going to be the precipitation. You know, we had I had four snow days in December, which was a lot. And we have not had one since December. And again, maybe March, you know, comes in like a lion as it's supposed to. And, you know, I get another one or two, but it doesn't look like it in the extended forecast. Not that I trust it all that much. Yeah, fair enough. Why didn't we become meteorologists? That's what I want to know. Hi, Jen, if you're listening. But why didn't we become meteorologists? I'm pretty sure you're not very good at math. Depends on the kind of math. Like certain math I'm all right. I can make a bar graph. Nice. I'm sure that's teaching all kids. you need to do to, I was, for meteorology. I was teaching kids how to make bar yeah. this week. All right. Uh, work's good. It's fine. All right. How's work for you, Bubby? 
doing okay. I'm doing all right. Plugging along. Got some new stuff coming up once March rolls around. So yeah. at some point, need to sit down and actually figure out what that's going to look like. I've started but, uh, you know, overhauling some of our tech back end for the show. Um, I saw that. That's sort of been what I've been up to. You know, I, I so I told you, I texted you probably a week ago or two weeks ago even, that I was going to move the f- podcast feed from Simplecast to Pinecast. That's complete now. Last week's episode was the first one that I released through Pinecast, and that seemed to go perfectly fine, which doesn't surprise me because I've been using Pinecast for uh, Sound Scary. But, you know, it is the first time I've had to set up a feed redirect and that sort of thing for an existing show. Yeah, it all seems to go pretty good. All our back catalog is being served from the Pinecast servers at this point, so I'm pretty sure I am ready to close our account over at Simplecast, which will be a nice financial savings. Um, that's the whole point of this, really. You know, we used to spend $120 a year on our hosting for the podcast um, through Simplecast, and that was one of the major things contributing to the cost you know, of the break-even calculation on Patreon. Um, at this point, we're basically be having that cost down to about 60 bucks a year, um, hosting it through Pinecast. And I, I really don't see a downside. So, um, I think that'll be a nice savings for us. Well, and then you also texted me, yeah. uh, and asked, you know, if I was emotionally attached to anything that was on ddtwrestling.com and because we should talk about t- that and because I am a terrible partner in this endeavor with you, I went, oh Yeah. DDTWrestling.com. I should go look at that and see what's on DDTWrestling.com. And, you know, clearly I don't have any attachment to that. And, you know, we began to discuss, at least through text, uh, do we need a website in 2020? Right. I'm not sure that we do. I'm not sure that we do, especially seeing how we use it, which is to say not at all. Um, I do think there's something to the idea of keeping it up for posterity. You know, we have a lot of articles there that we wrote over a fairly long period of time. Yes, with gaps, long, long gaps between some of it. But, you know, when I first made that site, you took the time to take everything from the number two contenders and move it over. And you wrote a bunch of DC diaries and I've got various things there. Um, You know, some of my infographics and things, but I, I don't know. Well, okay. Well, then the question is, is there another, is there a free platform that, you know, like, I don't necessarily think we need Blogger or something like that, but is there a place, I don't know what the expenditures are yeah. for DDTWrestling.com. Well, so here's I the thing. Um, um, the expenditures are as such. We currently pay something like $90 a year for the web hosting. I am going to have web hosting because I've got a few different projects and things that I like. I like having that to, to dabble with personally, but in terms of making this an endeavor, you know, the, the, the DDT wrestling thing, separating that out from what I'm doing personally, perhaps um, I feel like $90 a year is more money than I would want to spend on hosting. Um, yeah. And I found a few various things and I, it looks to me like there's a very promising host that I, I'm, I'm actually dabbling with now that I think gets me basically everything I need for about $20 a year. And wow. I think I'm, I'm going to make the switch over for some of my other stuff. The question is whether or not I try to move DDT wrestling over before I cancel the hosting or if I just say forget it. Because here's the thing. 
uh, on top of the $90 for the hosting, and again, we could probably get that down to about 20 um, we also ha- pay for our domain names. So ddtpod.com costs about $15 a year, as does ddtwrestling.com, another $15. That's another $30 on top of the 90 So basically you're talking $120 a year. Uh, I do think we should keep one of the two domains, probably ddtpod.com, because for the last 200 episodes, that's where we've been telling people to go to listen to the rest of our episodes. DDT Wrestling, though, is more descriptive, but at the same time, who cares? I don't think many people do. And, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking, I'm like, could we put the articles up on Patreon for, you know, so if people are actually curious about the stuff. And again, I'm just not I sure there's know. any value. Uh, yeah, like the DC Diaries, I've now converted to tweets. Right. So, you know, people have blocked me, which is fine. I don't I, I honestly don't foresee us um, contributing to that site anymore. No. So, no, I. Yeah, and again, we're talking about it and I don't necessarily need feedback. I don't want somebody being like, oh, I like the website. You know, what about the sh- <clears throat> would we lose the shop? Would we not be able to sell any more of the hundreds of thousands of beefcake T-shirts that we've sold? You have any idea how many T-shirts we've sold that weren't to you? Five. I'm gonna say less than that, but about that, yes. But again, the question is to me or to um, people that I'm related to, because pretty sure my parents bought some. Yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Um, we could keep the shop. I would probably change if if we really wanted to keep that. I could just set up a redirect so shop.ddtpod.com went to our shop because that's hosted elsewhere, anyways. Okay, so that's not a big deal. We could, keep yeah. Going. I'm, I'm fine. You know, I'm proud of the work we did with the number two contenders uh, way back in 2014, maybe, maybe earlier, um, 2013, even. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm, I, I'm glad we did it. It obviously led to this, so there is some nostalgia to it. But if it's going to cost us, I, my nostalgia value is worth less than 120. Yeah. A year. And again, like I, I do think I could basically convert the site over onto that $20 hosting plan I have, which again, uh, I, I think that would be a good use of funds and all, sure. but I, just, it, I don't know if it's worth the work to convert it over. <laughs> I think if you're bored and feel like you go for it, but yeah. otherwise, yeah, no, we'll have the way back machine. Don't the way back machine work for us. I don't know. How does one even get cataloged into the Wayback Machine, or is that just automatic? I, I have no I think idea. It's automatic. I think it's automatic. Maybe. But I don't know. All right. Anything else business-related, behind-the-curtain-related, or can you... There's some wrestling to discuss. There are two shows coming on up in the next few days. I'd like some feedback on I, both of them. Okay. Well, let's, Tom- let's do that. Tomorrow is Super Showdown 2020. So yesterday, when everybody hears this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, people will have just seen Super Showdown, well, they... which is the problem. Well, anyone who wanted to, and I don't, nec- I don't want to break down the card or anything. You're not planning on watching it, are you? I don't think so. Do you have any interest in Goldberg becoming the new Universal Champion? No. Yes. No. No. There are some interesting matches, um, and I will kind of just pull it up just to see if there's anything. That I think, you know, Brock Lesnar versus Ricochet. I'm sure that will be a fun match. And, you know, it, depending on how Brock is, I feel like Ricochet can really go. He might have a lot of fun 
And you know, when he has fun in those matches, sometimes they're real good. Yeah. So there's potential there. Um, any interest in watching Mansoor wrestle Dolph Ziggler? I Oh, 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 that is the Saudi guy. I was going to say, I don't know who that is, but I do know who that is. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I have no interest in that. Uh, yeah. No, nothing I, against Mansoor. I just, I don't, I, I don't care about Dolph Ziggler at this point. Do you want to watch Roman Reigns wrestle Baron Corbin in a steel cage? Never. I never want to watch Roman Reigns wrestle Baron Corbin in a steel cage. Now, here's an interesting thing. I have a student in my classroom who is a big Roman Reigns fan, and he and I often go back and forth because I praise good King Corbin and we argue. He comes to me and he says, did you hear that Roman Reigns is going to fight uh, King Corbin in Hell in a Cell? And I looked at him and I'm like, okay, how do I proceed? Because that is an inappropriate word in a school. You don't use the H-E double hockey sticks. But clearly the way he said it, he had no concept of that. It's just the name of the match. So I just let it go. But I was like, come on, WWE. Now I'm like, no, we can't have that pay-per-view anymore. We got to change the match type. It's got to be heck on a deck or something like that. Because I think hell is perfectly fine for use in a school. It's, it's context related, I suppose. What the hell is not okay. Talking about it in terms of a place. Cause it's talking happened about before, it as a trademarked term. For, but you're right. Somebody who doesn't know anything about wrestling listening in would possibly yeah. have concerns. So, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. You're so, right. But heck on a deck. That'd be that'd fun. Be fun. <laughs> That's part of the Jericho cruise. Heck on the deck. <laughs> oh, all right. The other speaking of Chris Jericho, the other pay-per-view um, AEW is offering their next pay-per-view called Revolution. And it's taking place on leap year, February 29th. Cool. Uh, now, earlier today, I saw people talking about how supposedly it was going to be offered on PlayStation on the Fight TV app for $20. But apparently that turned out to be um, in a uh, untrue. Mis- yeah, it turned out to be ad worded wrong. The advertisement was worded incorrectly. It is $50 still to get that pay-per-view. So obviously you're not going to watch it and I'm not going to watch it. I will go through these matches, though. There's only six of them at this point. Uh, The women's title, Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander. Oh, yeah. Okay. The alien Uh, lady. I like her. Darby Allen. Allen? Allen? Allen. Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. I'm not big on Sammy, but Darby's real good. And don't be wrong. Sammy is good, but I'm just not big on him. That should be a high-flying match. Um, I believe this will be his first match in AEW, Dustin Rhodes, not him. Dustin Rhodes will be taking on Jake Hager. Oh, cool. I mean, I'm not excited to see that in any way, but... It's cool that he's finally... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, The current tag team champions in AEW, do you know who they are? I'm going to guess it's um, Christopher Daniels' group. It is the team of Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Huh. And they will be taking on the Bucks of Youth. Okay, well, I'm sure that will be a good match. I'm sorry that a non-tag team is are the tag champions already. But at the same time, I get it. You got to do something with all these top name guys, right? I guess. Yeah. Uh, Cody will be taking on MJF. Oh, yeah. Is anybody going to get whipped this time? Or No, I. that was so dumb. It's never good television anymore, I think. I, I don't no. know. 
I'm watching, you know, I'm watching ECW and I went through the phase of matches where <clears throat> Tommy Dreamer lost and had to get 10 shots to the Singapore cane. And I'm like, eh, eh. yeah. Uh, and the main event, the match that I think if it was $20, you would pay the $20 just for this. Chris Jericho will defend his AEW title against John Moxley. Ooh, yeah, that sounds pretty good. I'd like, I would like to watch that match. And I am predicting a new champion. I think, I think John Moxley is the new AEW champion. I think that's. I think that they would be wise to have some movement on that belt at some yeah. point. So I think, I think putting the title on Moxley brings now AEW has consistently been winning air quotes, the ratings war against NXT. Um, but I think that even turns up the dial a little more. I think more people turn in just to see what John Moxley is going to do as world champion. So, yeah, I think Moxley is an interesting character. The thing I like about Moxley uh, is he's not an executive VP of AEW. Yeah. I think that that's a good move business wise, uh, especially for, well, I was going to say, especially from a fan's perspective, but at the same time, I'm not sure AEW has any fans who cares about that. So, yeah, I'm breathing deeply because I'm realizing that for the last 10 or 15 minutes, Audacity was not on my screen. And <laughs> I was like, I can't tell you if I've been recording. <laughs> oh, boy. And I looked and I was like, oh, no, we're good. We're good. Oh, everything's fine. Um, so, yes. So I, I hope they do well. Um this looks like a takeover just in the sense of the number of matches. There's only six. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but I, you know, I'll be interested to see if they add anything else last minute before the show this weekend or if they're just going to go with six. I don't know how long AEW pay-per-views usually are. I would assume three hours, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to get into the two, two and a half, which makes it even more ridiculous that you're paying $50. Like I said, man, I would... It would be a hard sell, but like 20 bucks would be palatable to some yeah. degree. But 50 is just I, right out of the question. Yeah, 20, to, I would even consider, and I don't watch the weekly television, um, but I would consider. But like $20 would be like me saying, okay, well, maybe if I can get DC and GQ, maybe Eric over here, if we all want to put in five bucks. Like, you know, like the old days, I could see us maybe doing that. Sure. Maybe. But. Yeah. And apparently there are places like, I don't know if it's a Buffalo Wild Wings or somewhere, but apparently you can go to a, a, a drinking establishment and they'll have it up on the big screen. <clears throat> if I enjoyed drinking or really being out with people, I would consider that. I think you could but, enjoy getting a plate full of wings. Yes. If the company were right. That's true. Though I think I would also enjoy getting a plate full of wings and not having the paper. <laughs> Especially if those were Thai chicken wings. Remember those mm. Thai chicken wings from down the road there? Those were good. Yeah. You, you, you turned good. me on to those. Those were good. Yeah. Um, WrestleMania's coming in about a month or change. Really? That seems quick. There's, on, there's on April 5th. April 5th. So about five weeks away. Uh, there's only three matches that are on the card because we've got to get this stupid Saudi show done before we can actually. Those Saudi shows. I, again, I'm not watching the lead up this time, but they were always just real weird. They really throw off the pacing of everything. And you always feel like nothing matters at them. 
maybe this time it's going to be different because, I mean, like you alluded to before, maybe there's going to be a new Universal Champion? Again, it... Wait, Universal Champion? Yeah, Bray Wyatt is the Universal Champion. What's, what's Brock? The WWE Champion. Oh, okay. Um, You know, it's possible that Goldberg... Oh, and there have... <laughs> And there's Elimination Chamber. There's another pay-per-view in between the Saudi show and wrestling. What about Roadblock or the that doesn't exist on ramp? No, nope. Fastlane, March eighth. Fastlane. So there's even March eighth. Yeah, Fastlane might exist. And there's only one match announced for. Um, there's only one match announced for what's it called? WrestleMania. Elimination Chamber. <laughs> Elimination Chamber. Though I have to tell you, this is an Elimination Chamber. Maybe we talked about this. I think we did. The women's chamber match. I didn't watch Raw, but I saw some things. Um, Natalia, Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler, Ruby Riot, Asuka, and Sarah Logan. So they had a contract signing, a six-person contract signing. And in my head, I'm like, at least it's different. And it led, led to a brawl. Shayna is just kind of standing there, not participating Asuka, I think, is fighting with Natalia, and Liv Morgan at one point runs across, jumps over the table, and just attacks Ruby Riot. Like she cleared, it looked like she cleared half the ring hmm. in a leap. Uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be a fun match. Uh, winner will take on Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. So more than likely, it's going to be Shayna because Shayna came out and bit the back of Becky's. I still don't understand why she bit. Is that, that why I saw photos of her with a very bloody mouth? Yes. She apparently came out and bit the back of her neck and caused her to bleed. Any word on the whereabouts of Gangrel? No, unfortunately. But somebody, there was a lot of Kevin Thorne tweets. Um, Barf. (laughs) uh, The rumor right now is it'll be Asuka and Kyrie Zane, who I believe are still the women's tag team champions, um, against Natalia and Beth Phoenix, the Divas of Doom. Okay, that'll be a fun match. That'll be fun. Asuka and Beth Phoenix would be fun. All right. So, yeah, there's a lot of wrestling happening in the next few weeks. I'll be watching Elimination Chamber for sure. Um, I'll be, I hope, like I said, I hope Revolution is great. I want AEW to succeed. Wrestling is better when everybody's doing well. Um, I won't check out the Saudi show just because I have to work tomorrow. I mean, I might check it out after the fact if I hear good things about the Brock Ricochet match. I might look that up for sure. We'll see. All right. All right. Now let's check out our emails. The emails. The emails. What? What? The emails. Pa, is that still, does HomestarRunner.com still it exist? It does. You, like, and is Strong Bad still answering emails? Not really, but they did, like, within the last year or two, release, like, some new content, which they hadn't updated in, like, a decade. Um, yeah. They did release some new content, but nothing regular, I don't think. If if you don't if you're not familiar with Homestar Runner, like just do it. Go go check out some of the stuff because it's great. Hey Swangbad, I bought you a new teapot. Um, yeah, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. I was really excited. I did check this email out. The first one comes from Bosk, and it's called Brackets. Hello, DC and Doc. I hope there is some March Madness bracket coming. Really enjoyed last year's cereal bracket. That is all. Best of you and yours. Bosk sent from my iPhone. I forgot all about March Madness, but yes, we're going to have to have at least one tournament. I'm trying. I'm, I won't make it a weekly thing, and I want to overdo it. Uh, but any suggestions from you before we take, you know, 
We've done cereals. We've done snack foods. We've done candy over the it years. It'd be right up my alley if to do a uh, horror movie bracket or uh, okay. like a horror slasher character bracket. All right, horror movies, horror characters. Uh, if anyone has other ideas, girl. send them. To- Even if you don't want to go straight with the slashers, you know. Hello, Mrs. Manson. She's waving, folks. It plays real good what, on I, audio. Oh. What's she deliver? That looks like mac and cheese. Is she bringing you mac and cheese? No, she's giving me um, Indian food, chicken uh, tikka masala. Did she make it herself? Yes, she made it herself. Does she make her own garam masala spice blend, or do you buy garam masala? We actually buy it from uh, Trader Joe's has a premixed jar. It's actually quite good. For a little while, we were buying a spice blend from the local farmer's market, um, mm. and that was actually very good as well. We ran out, and that guy hasn't been there, and we haven't been back. So. Do you make your own naan? No, but we do get it from Costco, so we have a lot of it in the freezer. A lot of it. Do you drive out to Co- How often do you drive out to Costco? Because there's not a Costco near you. Um, it takes probably about 35 minutes to get there. Um, it's up by home, right, for you? There's one there, but home there's also it? one in the other direction. Really? We tend to go there more often. I didn't know New that. New Britain? I don't think I've... Oh, okay. yeah. Again, it takes like 35 minutes, mostly highway driving. I don't think but. I've ever walked into a Costco, but apparently their hot dogs are good. They're very good, and they're only $1.50, and they come with a drink. Yeah. I'm going to have to go buy myself if I want to get a hot dog. <laughs> they also have very good pizza slices for $1.99. Their pizzas are, huh. slices are big, and they're very tasty. So Interesting. All right. Uh, but yes, all right, so a horror bracket, we can work with that. Um we have an all-time auction draft going on right now, uh, which is quite fun. It's way too hot actually, to eat. Oh, my goodness. It, it's actually more fun to do the all-time draft. Currently, here's the... Here's this, this, Wait, there's know, a draft going on now? Yeah, the, the all-time auction draft. We did a current wrestler auction draft. Now we're doing an all-time one. Um, so currently, this is round four going on. What's the top uh, tier, like, in your auction draft... What's the maximum that somebody goes for? I believe Bray Wyatt, the Fiend went for $40 in the current wrestler draft. Now, is that how 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 is the um, how is the price set? Obviously, it's an auction, but walk us through that. All right. So I don't know how fantasy sports auction drafts work, um, but what happens is so in this round four started, I picked six names, two men, two women, two tag teams. I list the men. I start the round. I'm the auctioneer. GMs, there's six of them in this particular draft. Um, They decide on what they want their opening bid to be. So let me go in. So let's see. We started out the draft. Is that public knowledge or does that only go to you? No, it's public knowledge. So round four, here are the six names. Uh, You got Conan, Batista, Page. Uh, Maiko Satamura, who you would remember from a May Young classic, I believe. La Resistance. Oh. And the Quebecers. Nice. Um, so then, you know, Che bid on um, the two female talents. Is there an order to the bids? Like, do you want to set nope. order? Nope. First come, first serve. So. So what point che do you bid say sold? When, so there's, there are. There's a time limit-ish. Like, the draft will go about six, eight hours each round. Um, there's not a set price where I say that's it. So so right now, so Che bid, then, you know, so the bidding happens. It eventually slows down what I've found. 
is it eventually slows down. It might pick up because then I'll usually say we're ending in 90 minutes and it might pick up a little bit towards the end, but we have a tap out feature. So you post a GIF of somebody tapping out or a white flag or something. And that indicates to the other GMs that you're not going to bid anymore. And usually once I see three or four of those, I'm like, we're probably done. Do you ever like entertain from someone who's going to be out of touch? My maximum bid is X. Yes. And you will bid on their behalf. I will. I will. They will send me. So Che, because he's in the UK, Glenn doesn't sleep. You know, we know this. Um, Che will email, will DM me directly and say, I'm going to bed. I'll go up to $20 on Natalia and up to $30 on Legion of Doom. So let's say somebody bids $15 for his maximum of 30. Do you just then charge him 30 or do you in good faith charge him 20? No. So what I'll do is I'll go. So if he, somebody bids 15, I'll say Che will go 16. I'll usually go up a dollar. Sometimes if it's, I use my judgment. If we're close like if somebody says I'll go twenty five, I'll go to thirty and just be like, that's it. And if he, somebody outbids him, nobody cares. So. How many um, dollars do the GMs have to start with? So in this one, because they need to collect, unlike a regular draft where you can draft anybody you want, this time you have to draft ten men, ten women, eight tag teams. Okay. Um, and you start out with six hundred dollars. Okay. So. And you can trade, and you can trade for money, so you can trade, you know. Oh, okay. Okay. So, like, I trade Ahmed Johnson to well, Like, let's say the Ryan. first round comes along, and The Rock's up there, and I say, I gotta have The Rock. So I bid $500. You could do that. Hmm. You could do Interesting. that. Interesting. This is sounding more appealing now to you, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah. So, you know, so far, let's see. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff has gone for $20. Raven has gone for $11. Ricky Steamboat went for 25 I believe he is currently the leader. Raven was only $11? Yeah. A bargain. Uh, the British Bulldogs also went for $25. Huh. So. All right. It's interesting, you know, and so, yeah, so sometimes there's competition. Sometimes uh, there is some gamesmanship. So there are people who are bidding on people they actually don't want in an attempt to get the price higher. I love higher. gamesmanship. It's my favorite thing. So, that is so to, try to, get, to try to get other people to spend more money. Not that Jeremy would ever do that, but all right. Um, but yes, if you have ideas for tournament brackets, I can do, I can multitask. We can do that. Uh, but yeah, a horror one, we could definitely do that. Our next one comes from Simon. I'll read this. You eat. Enjoy your tikka masala. Um, this is titled spherical food because I don't want to say balls. Re- let me go on a quick tangent. Paul Heyman was cutting a promo on Raw, and he was talking about the match with Ricochet at Saudi Arabia. Do you see this? No. And he's talking about if, if Ricochet somehow manages to beat Brock Lesnar, and if Ricochet goes to WrestleMania as a WWE champion, and if this, and if this, and if this, and then he goes, and if my aunt had balls, she would be my uncle. And Brock Lesnar just starts cracking up. In the the really? He just broke? Yes. Yes. He looked over at Paul Heyman and just started laughing. That's awesome. All right. Miracle food, because I don't want to say balls. Good afternoon from rainy Manchester. This week, I need to know how the peanut butter mousse balls were. I am hoping the answer is they were delicious, Simon. Thank you for asking. Food in spherical-ish form is brilliant. 
mini chicken Kievs, Ferrero Rocher, Scotch eggs. Despite their deliciousness <clears throat> and the fact that it's basically eggs and sausage, Scotch eggs bemuse many Americans and, quote, BBC America, <clears throat> onion bhajis, cake pops, Reese's peanut butter eggs. I tried to find explanations for the DDT fam on the other side of the water so that none of this gets lost in translation like Cricket did and the action of backdooring social gatherings has in the past. Is that like dogging? I forget. <clears throat> incidentally, I've been sent some of the peanut butter chocolate Twinkies I saw in the Bestie chat. You can expect a taste report in due course. All the best to everyone. Simon. I have not seen the chocolate peanut butter Twinkies in the store, but I have looked. Okay. I don't think I've seen them either, but they sound good. Um, was I talking about the peanut butter mousse balls, or were you talking about the peaning butter I mousse balls? I assume you were, because I don't remember it. Yeah. <clears throat> the thing I'm making is just Cool Whip mixed with peanut. I, think, I don't know if this is what he's talking about. I'm making this thing now where it's Cool Whip mixed with peanut butter, and then you kind of make a little canal of it out of spoons and put it in the freezer. Okay. So <clears throat> I guess that's a peanut butter mousse ball. Maybe, oh, you know what, you know what, you know what? I sent out a tweet. Sunday, I was a madman in the kitchen. I made like seven things. And I think I mentioned the peanut butter mousse balls. So maybe that's what Simon's talking about. <clears throat> Have you ever had chicken Kiev? No. What is it? I believe it is. Uh, you take like a chicken breast and you butterfly it. Okay. So it's open. You put a pad of butter in the middle. Okay. You then fold it over, flour it, egg it, breadcrumb it, and fry it. So it is like a breaded chicken cutlet with butter in the middle. Okay. Yeah, sure. Sounds good to so, me. I think that's what it is. Yeah, it looks, yeah. Like, it looks like it. Yep. Our next email comes from our good buddy, Glenn. Uh, I haven't heard back. Glenn might have to go to the hospital himself, or as he put it, to hospital. Uh-oh. Um, nothing major, as he said, but he might be indisposed for a while. So once again, uh, bit.ly forward slash help a bestie. Um, his email is titled, We're All Going on a Summer Holiday. Hi, guys. Just a short one this week. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Where in... Do you live Seoul in South Korea? Make it Arica, try uncle from the Red Sea to Greenland. They'll be singing the blues. That was a good show. It was. Where in the world would be your dream vacation destination? Thanks for everything, one. Huh. I started eating halfway through. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Uh, where would I like to go? Where would you like to go? The Amalfi, the, the Amalfi Coast in Italy has always looked lovely. Um, so why haven't you gone? Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's really easy to just get in a car and drive a couple hours. Fair enough. <clears throat> um, but yeah, the missus and I always talk about going to Disney, but it's super expensive. It is. I would like to go to the, I would like to go to the Harry Potter place, though. Yeah, I'd like to go there, too. Haven't been there yet. Well, you should take us. Okay, but you're paying. No, that's you, you taking us implies you're paying. No, 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 no. That's, that's not at all what I imply when I hear that. <laughs> Fine, I'll take you, but you have to take me. No! <laughs> um, <clears throat> what about you? Um, Where do you want to go? Wow, 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 wow. I don't know. Oh, think about it. I guess I'd like to go definitely to Disney World, because I love Disney World. Um, but I've been there, so... Let's not be boring. Um, I don't know. I guess if I could go anywhere, maybe I'd go someplace like Bora Bora. I remember, I think the first time I ever heard of that place was from your wife. Yeah. Like in college, she used to, I think she had like a, oops. 
I think she had like an AOL instant messenger away message that about Bora Bora. I seem to recall. Yeah, that sounds right. And it's definitely a, a destination I know she'd love to go. And, you know, the Caribbean and these huts with these open floors looking down on the water. It just it looks like a great place to do nothing and just take in the beauty, you know? So, I don't know. Definitely would be a pricey place to go, but... Some things are worth the price, and then some things aren't. All right. <clears throat> Why am I on this website? Uh, our last email comes from Brandon. Another one bites the dust, and more content, please. So, the WPAN hit 200 episodes, and on their 200th episode announced they were done. I'm sure Doc is jealous. They pulled the trigger. We joked about it. They actually did it. Anyway... Another podcast that was an affiliate has closed its doors, and you two continue to keep that train a-chuggin'. It's a little sad to see them go, however. It shows just how amazingly strong-willed one of you are. <laughs> Let's be real here. One of you merely reluctantly continues on. Who is he talking about? Is that you or me? I think both of us are, I think both of us are reluctantly continuing on at this point. In some ways. Anyway, happy you guys keep going, but now, as the amount of podcasts I still listen to dwindles into nearly the same number as your listeners, I need you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we can joke about that, Brandon. We you can can't. joke about that. Uh, I need more of you guys. Two episodes a week? Okay, okay. How about a monthly by the book or pontificast or how about the list the list what what the list i need more doc and dc in my life we all do love you guys and keep up the work sent from my iphone that's a very good email despite some real backhanded remarks in there <laughs> um i feel the love i'm definitely not doing two a week that's for sure <laughs> we tried that once it didn't work that well yeah, um, you know, we talk about the list and then other people are like, well, if you guys aren't going to do the list, maybe we could do a different version of the list. Um, I don't know. We talked about it at one point being a Patreon thing. I don't think there's enough interest to make it a Patreon thing. Yeah. You know, like I do think there's one or two people who would be stoked to get it that way. But honestly, I don't know that it's going to bring us any new listeners or at least any new Patreons, Patreons, patrons, whatever. So I'm not sure that's... I feel like if we're going to do it, we're just going to have to do it for the love of doing it. So now, okay, I meant to ask you this a while ago uh, when you brought it up. You were talking about personal projects. I don't want to pry. Whatever sort of websites you want to create is just fine by me. Um, but you mentioned Sound Scary. We haven't talked about it in a while. Are you allowed to talk about where you're at with Sound Scary? Um, I don't really have any news to report about Sound Scary, honestly. Is season season one's over? We're waiting for season two. Is that where I'm? Am I correct there? No, or? season one never returned from mid season break. So you're Lucha Underground. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm hopeful that we will finish out season one. Uh, GQ did contact you me. I guess last weekend, I was negligent in responding. So we did not get together to record. That's on me. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm hopeful that we will get together and again, uh, finish out the season. I, I think there are some people who would really like to hear the end of In the Night, if nothing else. And uh, I think that can be arranged. 
I hope, anyways. I hope so, too. All right. <clears throat> um, it is that time, once again, where I surprise you by asking you if you have a piece of positivity for I the do. week. I do. I have me. two. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Trying to make up for last week. I've been watching the Final Destination movies. They stink. <laughs> I don't know if that's a piece of positivity or not. The first one was okay. I'd seen that one before. A lot of people don't like the second one, apparently, but I actually thought the second one was pretty good. I thought it expanded on the premise in a, some interesting ways. The third one, which some people consider the best in the series, I thought was hot garbage. Uh, the fourth one was the worst one by far, and I haven't seen the fifth one yet. So we're almost there. The thing that I really didn't like Fair. about the fourth one, there's two things. One, the special effects were essentially the equivalent of what you would see on a sci-fi channel movie. Like, this, and this movie was filmed in 3D, but like, and so like, first of all, there's really bad camera work throughout the movie of all these shots that you can tell are supposed to be 3D, but of course aren't anymore consuming them on a screen in your home. So that's one giant knock against it to begin with. There's also like these scenes where like this building is collapsing and these chunks of concrete are coming down on people. And sometimes you'll see this again in made for TV movies where like somebody will get crushed and you don't, they don't actually get crushed. Just the object falls into frame and where they were standing is now just occupied by the object. You know what I mean? Like it's just this really bad special effect of something else coming into the, into the frame and covering up what was there before. And this happens throughout that movie. And, and it's just, it's really mind boggling how little money they must have spent on. It. And on top of that, there's the thing I like about the first two movies and even the third one to some extent is there's a nice logic to the series, the way that death works. The basic premise of these movies is um, somebody has a premonition of some big accident that's going to happen. And their premonition involves them and their friends dying. And because they have this premonition, they're able to intervene, and usually they end up saving, you know, their own life as well as some of their friends or just people in this group of people who are affected by this tragedy. So the movie always starts with this big cataclysmic sort of action scene in which a ton of people die, and then you warp back to the person who's having the premonition, you know. And it's so it's always this fun set piece because you and as the series goes on, you're like, okay, they're gonna top it this time. They're gonna go bigger. They're gonna go stupider. They're gonna go dumber with this thing, and they're just having a lot of fun with these big, huge, dumb death sequences. And, and that's kind of cool. Except again, like this fourth one, it was just bad. The special effects were terrible and it's just like what and I, apparently that was the highest grossing film in the series but I, I did a lot of damage but anyway so the basic premise is after they survive death comes back for them it was part of death plan they were supposed to die so death literally comes back and it starts going after the people in the order they would have died in the accident basically and they try to save themselves by intervening and so on blah 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 um, there's a, there's a logic there that develops over the course of the series. Like if somebody does get saved, they're safe for a little while because it's skipped mm -hmm. to them and it's going to go to the next person and try to kill them. And, but the problem is, and the way the things you find out in the series, this is sort of a spoiler. So I guess skip 15 seconds if you care about these decade old horror movies. Um, if it gets to the end, those characters are always hopeful that 
you know, they're going to beat it, right? If, if I survive at the end, it's over. We broke the chain. No, death circles back around, and anybody that's missed the first time, it just comes back for them, and inevitably everybody dies, um, which is, again, sort of interesting. But the fourth one doesn't follow any of the logic, doesn't follow any of the same. There's a lot of things that just happen that's like, that shouldn't have happened, that's not following the rules, set up in now four different movies. Like, it just, it doesn't even follow its own internal logic, which I always have a problem with. But yeah. Okay. And that's your piece of positivity. Yeah, it's still big, dumb fun. I'm enjoying it. They're crap, but... I, you know, I expected them to be. Um, that's so. Yes, that's been fun. I'm looking forward to watching the fifth one. So I think that counts as positive. If I can sit here and honestly say I'm looking forward to watching the next one, um, that's positive. And the other thing is bmoviegeek.com. What about it? Expand. Tell me Things more. Things are afoot. Really? Really? Would you like to expand on There's that? There's not much to expand upon just yet, but things are afoot. Are you moving on to bigger and better things? You're leaving us behind to start the B-Movie B Geek Returns coming soon. I'm on the website. Doc Manson, the B-Movie Geek himself. Follow Doc Manson on Twitter or Instagram, except I can't click to follow you. Why not? Do I have to just look? It says follow well, Doc Manson on Twitter and Instagram, but I can't click on either. You can't click on either? Oh, I didn't see I didn't see Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> the big icons for Twitter and Instagram? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah okay. I didn't see. All right. Well, good. I'm glad. Um, let's see. <clears throat> I feel like my pieces of positivity are always revolving around the same thing. So I suppose that's not a bad thing necessarily. You often talk about movies. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the opening match of Survivor Series 1995 features a team known as the Underdogs. Versus, I believe, the team known as the Body Donnas. So the underdogs are Marty Jannetty, not a, necessarily the positive thing. Uh, Bob Sparkplug Holly, the race car driver. He's not hardcore not yet. yet. <clears throat> um, Barry Horowitz. You remember Barry? You weren't watching it this time. Barry Horowitz is the uh, longtime enhancement talent. <clears throat> who suddenly gets a win and is now, this is like his second consecutive pay-per-view. Okay, right. Um, <clears throat> he wears suspenders when he's in street clothes. He wears shirts that are buttoned up all the way. He has a pocket protector. He has big glasses. Um, his theme music is Hava Nagila because he's Jewish. And then there is Hakushi. <clears throat> I'm looking at is... a photo of Barry Horowitz, and I, I do recall this person. Yes. Then there is Hakushi, who is a Japanese wrestler who is legit amazing. He's really good. Um, <clears throat> and they're taking on the Body Donnas. You've got, of course, Skip with Sonny. I like Skip. I've always liked Skip. <clears throat> Chris Candido's very flair. good. You've got <clears throat> Dr. Tom Pritchard of the Heavenly Bodies, who is going to eventually <clears throat> bleach blonde his hair and become Zip, the other Body oh, Donna. Yeah. There's Skip and yeah, Zip. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Rad Radford, who is Louis Spicoli, who wrestled in ECW, wrestled in WCW, supposedly one of the pioneers of the Death Valley Driver. Okay. And the 123 Kid. <clears throat> and, you know, none of these names are, you know, lights out great names, but it was a very enjoyable match. It was well put together. The, the, just the entertainment value was there. So I enjoyed that match quite a bit. Um, are you familiar 
with going on a similar vein. Are you familiar with the wrestler, not the movie or the TV show, the wrestler known as Avatar? No. Okay. So before he became Al Snow, well, that's not true. Before he became the Al Snow we all know and love, <clears throat> Al Snow had a brief run in the WWF as Avatar. <clears throat> uh, I, I can tell you've seen a picture of him. Is he masked or unmasked? He's masked. He looks like okay. he should be in Mortal Kombat. So, funny story. His look is based on the Japanese wrestler Hayabusa, who was a pioneer high flyer, eventually, I think, crippled himself in the ring or something like that. But Hayabusa in 1995 was touring the United States and the WWF offered him a contract and he said no. Soon after that, Al Snow <clears throat> shows up dressed like Hayabusa in this brightly colored thing. The best part about it, the one match of his I've seen, he comes to the ring with the mask on his hand. He brings it to the ring. So it's just Al Snow. <clears throat> he walks to the ring. He gets into the ring. He bows to his opponent, and then he puts on the mask and proceeds to wrestle. And when the match is over, he takes off the mask, he bows to his opponent again, and he leaves. <clears throat> Just not, you don't see No, that. that's different. That's a different presentation. <clears throat> and he wins. He stands on his opponent, jumps in the air, does a frog splash on his opponent, and pins him. All right. That sounds all right. Al Snow's very good. I like good. Al Snow. Like the the character he becomes, I like great. Al Snow as much as Mick Foley purports to hate him. Yes, yeah. <clears throat> if you get the chance and want to see some of his old ECW, like his ECW work before he's anywhere near Al Snow with yeah. the head, is real good. Just some serious good matches. I think with Malenko, Benoit, like some good stuff. something I wanted to bring up because I, of <clears throat> course, went to Bing dot com and I searched for Avatar wrestler. And the way I roll is I roll with safe search turned off. I would like <laughs> you to guess how far down in these image search results the first case of a pornographic image occurring is. Avatar Well, I don't wrestler. know. Um, I'm going to be conservative and say second row middle of the All screen. Right, okay. Uh, it is the the first image of the fourth row, so image number 16. Oh, okay. This is clearly some characters from eight. the Avatar uh, television series, and they appear to be wrestling one another in some sort of mud pit um, while nude. So, Then how do you know they're from the Avatar series? I'm just assuming. Does he have the arrows on his no, head? No, no, it's none of the male characters. None of the male characters from that show. Okay, then. Well, there's an extra bonus piece of positivity in case anyone's interested. <laughs> That's something, all right. It's something. Uh, thank you very much for joining us on episode 211. Yeah. 12. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see here. Reason files. 211. 211. 211. We'll hit the boiling point next week. Uh, Doc Manson at Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? You can listen to our back catalog by going to ddtpod.com. You can send us an email at email at no, wait, podcast. No. What is our email address? Podcast at DDT wrestling. That's the email address. Should you want us? Is that going to have to change if we get rid of DDT wrestling? Oh, holy shit. Yes, it would. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, maybe that's the reason to hold on to it. I'll say, uh, okay. So yeah. Uh, podcast at DDT wrestling.com. I'm not saying that's a deal. Yeah, breaker, but, but we something have we'd to have to do. Uh, and of course give us money. Patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling. We like it a lot. Thank you. And good night.
He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you for joining us once again. Uh, enjoy whatever wrestling you're consuming this weekend or enjoy whatever it is you're going to be doing this weekend. And until we meet again, my friends, won't you be a bestie? Cha-cha-cha-cha.